Hey everyone, welcome to Wiki University, the podcast that dives down the rabbit hole of Wikipedia in an effort to explore the sum of all human knowledge. I am your host and professor, Kyle Berseth, and as always, I'm joined by WikiU's number one student, the head of the class, the guy that is always up front raising his hand, Jason Nunez. Good afternoon, everybody. First and foremost, I want to thank you for liking subscribing and also please just a friendly reminder to review us give us give us those two thumbs up and like we always say two thumbs equals a fist that's gonna be my new thing by the way. okay uh, all right <laughs> until you get tired of it yeah until i'm yeah no, i can't get tired of fisting i you know i would have thought one thumb and four fingers equals a fist but two thumbs equals a fist yeah, like, come on, like, oh, guys, you guys are doing such a good job. So thank you. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Class is in session. Okay, Jason, we didn't talk about this, but I do have a topic for today. Ooh, spicy. Unless you have one. I, I came up with the last topic. Okay. So I think this is this is a give and take. I take, you give. Okay, I'm giving today. Yeah, give it to me. So something you and I participated in not mm-hmm. too long ago, maybe mm-hmm. three months ago, a baby shower. Okay, that's right. Yes. Yes. I was trying to think. I was like, what baby shower? I remember us Greco-Roman wrestling. I don't remember baby yeah. shower. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was before the baby shower and okay. after. Okay. So I would say that baby shower that we went to, and this mm. is becoming more and more common, co-ed baby shower co-ed that means there was a lot of co co spicy co-eds there i that's why i liked it now if every baby shower is co-ed i'm in by spicy co-eds you mean a baby shower but with more dudes <laughs> yeah that's how you get the spice and everything nice right so this i guess this isn't uncommon now because christine and i sure. got invited to another Ooh, did you co-ed baby shower and how was that one well, you know, beforehand, as I do, I was bitching and moaning. Of course, you always do that. Like, can can we just leave the baby showers for the ladies? Leave the babies for the babies. I'm like, I didn't need to get involved in the Hands off. You have a strict hands-off policy when it comes to baby showers. Exactly. Except but, there are two things I really enjoy about baby showers. What's that? Uh, most baby showers is their brunch time. Breakfast is my favorite meal. I like a good quiche. Okay. And my second favorite thing to do is bring up the topic that women poop during pregnancies and uh, then uh, not during pregnancies while giving birth. Okay. Well, (laughs) also during pregnancy, they poop. (laughs) I don't know if you know this, Kyle, but. Once you're pregnant, you hold it in. (laughs) Women poop, I would say, 100% of their lifetime. There's not like months. And if there is a lady out there, if there's a little baby lady out there that is not pooping, you should get that checked out. I thought that's why women got pregnant. To get the poop out? To get the poop out. Yeah. It's all one. It's all through one hole. So let's get this baby out and the poop out. Anyway, I like bringing that up in an effort to never get invited to a baby shower again. And how's it working for you? Not too good. So we go to this baby shower last Saturday, mm-hmm. and we walk in, and it's all ladies. Ooh, you love to see that. Hey, invite you should have invited <laughs> me, man. I love that. All women, all women. And I say to Christine, I think you have made 
a grave error here. Grave mistake, which is funny enough, is where babies end up at the end of their life. Like all babies. Funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> In a grave. That's something else I bring up at baby showers. Death. Well, it's going to die someday. <laughs> so appreciate it now. It's the reason why I don't have a pet because I'm just like, ah, uh, or like I don't want another pet. Yeah. Because it's just like, ah. Uh. I've, I've met your two cats. I've held them and they will die. And they're great. And that's what I think about. The only time I get sad is when I think about my pets dying. That's the only time? I mean, for the most part, like I try not to think of my pets uh, dying, but when I do, sometimes I look at them yeah. and they're so cute. And then uh, the, the thought of death comes into my head and, yeah. and that gets me instant, instant sad. But So go on. So all ladies, all ladies, my dream come true. Go ahead. So I'm like, Christine, this is not a co-ed baby shower. Read the wrong invitation. Yeah, yeah. I, she read the right invitation, but she saw on the invitation that the husband's name was on there. And I think that was just... Out of courtesy to the husband. Out of courtesy. It and takes two to tango. He was showing up later to partake in some games, like eating like open baby a jar. food, blindfolded. Okay. And she saw his name and was like, oh, guys are invited. I don't think that's how, I don't think, uh, I don't think your wife knows how to read invitations. <laughs> well, she doesn't know how to read as it turns <laughs> oh, out. No. Yeah. She should talk to my wife. She's great <laughs> at teaching people how to read. We'll start with invitations. So anyway, <laughs> I'm like, my morning just freed up. Right. Oh, I mean, where, well, where else are you going to go? You went in full cummerbund three piece suit. <laughs> I mean, I walked in, and I, at this point, once you cross the threshold of the door, you've at least got to say hi to the mom to be, and a, and a kiss. I I kiss every lady I meet, <laughs> and rub the tummy, and rub the th and I kiss the tummy. Yeah, for luck. Yeah. So wait, okay. So you so you went in full like, did you not try to play it off like, hey, I'm just here to drop my wife off. Well, I did say, so I met the grandmother-to-be okay. who was hosting the party. Of course. The husband's mom. Mm -hmm. And she was very nice to me. She said, you know, I could fix you a plate or something. I was sure. like, no, I I really just Sounds drove. like my kind of lady, you know? First thing, you, first thing she says when you walk in the door, can I fix you a plate? It was very hospitable. Wonderful. But I said to her, you know, listen, I really was just here to drive Christine because she's been drinking all morning. <laughs> That's a great line. You can use it. Can I use it? Yeah, go ahead. All right, great. <laughs> Anytime you show up at, to a baby shower and you're not supposed to be there. Yeah, I'm going to show up drunk too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dropping her off. I'm just dropping, I'm just her. dropping her. I too have been drinking, off. but I'm a better driver. <laughs> it's easy. You just close one eye. <laughs> Duh. So, Jason, my topic for the day is baby shower. Hey. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, I wanted to know the history. We don't have to stay on this topic too long. We'll bounce around, but let's find out. All right. A baby shower is a party of gift giving to celebrate the delivery or expected birth of a child or the transformation. Took a dark turn. Or the transformation of a woman into a mother. Sorry to interrupt. Did it? Does it say whom invented it? 
we need to dive in, I guess. Traditionally, baby showers are given only for the family's first child, and only women are invited. Though this has changed in recent years, now allowing showers being split up for different audiences, workplace, mixed sex, etc. Oh, so you could have like six baby showers. Ooh, like just a workplace baby shower, only your work friends come. Or you could also have one that's only your work friends that are only female, and then a Mm. different work shower where it's everybody... A work shower. And then oh, your so- OnlyFans baby shower. Ooh, uh, that's too spicy. With the, <laughs> with the kind of expected birth mm-hmm. falling under there, you could really have an expected birth, throw a bunch of showers, and you're not, you haven't been pregnant the whole time. Oh. No one mean- asks any questions. That's a good scam. Of course, you're left with a bunch of stuff you don't need, like strollers. Yeah, but nowadays you hit up that eBay account. You, uh, make, you make it worth your time. Yeah. You know, maybe it depends where your overhead is, the shipping cost. But overall, I think you can get your money back and then some. And some of those luxury uh, strollers. 100% profit. Yeah. gifts. <laughs> with little effort. Hmm. I might, I might have to get on this gambit. <laughs> Baby shower games vary, sometimes including standard games such as bingo and sometimes being pregnancy themes such as, quote unquote, guess the mother's measurements. I'm sure the mothers love that. 2436 double D. That's what I, that's like the turn that it takes when you invite (laughs) men to your uh, uh, baby shower is like all the ladies know what to measure, but then the guys are just like, 34B, I'll say. Hmm? (laughs) Yeah, it's trouble. We shouldn't be invited. No. These games help the close friends attend the shower bond with the mother and enable the new family to say thanks ahead of time, figuring out who is willing and able to help them with the challenges of bringing up. Who wrote this? Bringing 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 up up a child. Yeah. It takes, I mean, it goes with that old um, Chinese. Proverb, it takes a village. According to etiquette authority Miss Manners, because the party centers on gift giving, the baby shower is typically arranged and hosted by a close friend rather than a member of the family since it is considered improper for families to beg for gifts on behalf of their members. Whoa, did you, you should have told you should write a letter, a stern letter to that mother to that, that you, yeah hospitable mother mm-hmm. stop begging but thank you for the plate offer <laughs> wait you didn't take the plate no i didn't take the plate i wanted to get out of there as fast as possible wait how did you not take the so what did you no do for the rest of your afternoon already i so i come on we don't need to get into it just, it. i, I ran like. errands and then this is the nice part about la mm-hmm. i went to the beach beautiful just to get take it in yeah i mean you we didn't were go in. we were on the west side oh like you got to dip your toes in if you're next to the ocean. I don't care. You don't care. Where you are, you got to dip your toes in. You mu- it's a must here when you go. But you didn't go fully in. You didn't go neck, you neck know diving. I, you know I don't have that ability, Jason. How so you only go you? knee? You only go knee? Kneecaps and below? It was a cold day. I just went ankles. Ankles and below. Okay. Yeah. Stayed safe out there. That's fine. Okay. So I'm on the history now. The term baby shower is relatively new. But the celebrations and rituals associated with pregnancy and childbirth are both ancient and enduring. Hey, it goes back to uh, Jesus getting that three-piece 
uh, myrrhs. Incense. Incense Incense and diamonds, um, I believe. Frankincense. Not just... (laughs) It's alive! (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) It's frankincense. And uh, and incense. And incense. I mean, you know, you were born in a barn. But it actually precedes... Jesus? Uh, Jesus. Yeah? Yeah, in case you were born in a pyramid... In ancient Egypt, rituals relating to the birth of a child took place after the event itself. Quite unlike modern baby showers, this involved the mother and the child being separated to quote-unquote... Who are they quoting here? <laughs> Hieroglyphics? Who are they unquoting? I don't know, but... Wait, to- so can I take a guess? I feel like back in the day, B.C., mm-hmm. before Christo, yeah. it was um, because you couldn't... There wasn't a way to tell... What the gender would be, you would wait after, so then you know what to bring the proper gifts. Whereas, like now with technology, pregnancy, and advances, you could see, you know, through the sonogram mm. what what baby you'll have. And now, now, Spend nowadays, it out, Jason, complete the sentence so I can respond to you. Nowadays, even more, you get to find out, like, if your baby's gonna have like some sort of like. Don't say it. What? <laughs> okay, so you you couldn't be more wrong, <laughs> first and foremost. Okay. They separated them. Well, also, I'll say this. This is my guess in response to your guess. Yeah. I have a funny feeling in some cultures, they only got gifts for the mother if it was a son. Possibly. Sure. A little crown. A little crown <laughs> yeah, of thorns. And some gold and frankincense and myrrh. There you go. Anyway, they were separated to contain, and this is a quote, to contain and eliminate the pollution of birth. Oh, contain the birth's sacraments? I don't know. I mean, you know, the stuff comes out. A lot of stuff comes out. A lot of stuff comes out. You got the uh, tube thing that's hanging on. Most of it you can keep. The thing you got to snip. Yeah, some people bury it in their backyard, I believe. The umbilical cord? Do they think no, back the, in the day, like another baby grows out if they bury the umbilical cord? That's what I would think if I was like an Incan Native American back <laughs> in that day. I'd be like, yo, I want another another little baby brother or something. It's not a succulent, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when they separated them in ancient Egypt, this may have included visiting local temples or shrines. After this, there may have been household rituals that took place but the specifics have been found hard to study as these are such female-centered events. So mm. just not documented because uh, female. Female, he-male, holiday in Chingy? Chingy fan? Is that Chingy? Yeah, just Chingy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. All right, so then there's ancient Egypt, ancient Greece. Let's see what the Greeks were doing. The ancient Greeks also celebrated pregnancy after birth with a shout after the labor has ended to indicate that, quote-unquote, peace has arrived. Finally, I can take my hands off my ears. Peace has arrived. I mean, I guess, babe, I would, that's kind of weird, though, because when babies are just born, it's a little chaotic. Yeah. They're crying. There's blood lot. everywhere. There's fecal matter everywhere. Right. But, then af- but I guess after the fact, once it calms down, it is a very peaceful little, gentle little baby soul. Little. I know. And it's going to die someday. Ooh, medieval Europe. 
Yikes. Due to the likelihood a mother would die in childbirth, this time was recognized as having a great risk of spiritual danger in addition to the risk of physical danger. Priests would often visit women during labor so they could confess their sins. After the birth, usually on the same day, a baptism ceremony would take place for the baby. In this ceremony, the godparents would give gifts to the child, including a pair of silver spoons, and then the husband would marry the sister. Ooh. These That's how it happened back in the these day. These middle agers are wild. They were just like, all right, who's around to be my wife now? Did you get baptized? I did, yeah. With what? Water, I assume. I don't <laughs> I was there, but uh, I haven't reviewed the tape. I got baptized with Inca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. That's where I got my, my first taste. And I was like, <laughs> I want some more. I thought that's what gave you your beautiful tan. That too? Yeah. Oh, I mean, they dipped me. It's kind of like uh, like Achilles. They dipped me from my Achilles heel yeah. into Inca Cola. <laughs> And that's how and I got my tan. Soaks in your youthful pores. Yeah. So now the only place that I can't drink Coca-Cola is from my Achilles. Your Achilles, of course. Some baby showers are directed at fathers. These may be more oriented towards drinking beer, watching sports, fishing, or playing video games. The primary nature of these gifts is diapers and or diaper-related items. Hey, so there's some single fathers out there. They need a baby shower as well, and sometimes they don't have... Uh, a village yeah. of ladies for them to support, to get supported, you know? Men need support too. They're like, this kid's going to be in diapers until they go to kindergarten. Oh, yeah, yeah. The organization of the diaper party is typically done by the friends of the father-to-be as a way of helping to prepare for the coming child. These parties may be held at local pubs, bars, a friend's house, or the soon-to-be grandfather's house. In the UK, this is called Wetting the baby's head and is generally more common than baby showers. Wetting the baby's head? Wetting? Wetting. Wetting. Like like dipping an Inca Cola, wetting the baby's head. Maybe that's what they did to me. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, however, with the growth of American cultural influence, USA, USA, accelerated through celebrities via social media sites like Instagram, baby shower decorations are becoming more common in the UK. K, wetting the baby's head is traditionally when the father celebrates the birth by having a few drinks and getting drunk with a group of friends. It's like another bachelor party all over again. A little bit. This feels a little less supportive, perhaps, than the female side of things. More like, this is the last time I'll see you, bud. Like a, ba- like a bachelor party. Yeah. The, la- oh, the okay. last hoorah. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There have been some controversy over these, with Judith Martin calling them a monstrous imposition, although she was referring to the attitude of demanding gifts and not necessarily the male version of a baby shower. Mm. So where else do you want to go here, Jason? Let's move on. Let's do it. Where to? No, Judas. You want to go to Judith Martin? Sure, let's see what she's all about. Why does she get a platform to shit on male-oriented baby showers. It sounded like she also dislikes female-oriented. Yeah. yeah. Judith Martin, better known by the pen name. Oh, this is 
who we mentioned earlier in the article, Miss Manners. Oh, Miss Ma- that's Miss Manners herself. This is Miss Manners herself. I bet there isn't a Mister Manners. Huh. Well, we'll have and to. Now, and now we kind of know why. Scroll down to personal life. <laughs> Divorced three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she's an American columnist, author, and etiquette etiquette authority. Okay. So yeah, she's she's busy. She's a working woman. She doesn't have time for these relationships. She did go to Wesley College, which I believe is an all-female college. Yeah, that relationship has sailed. In 1978, Martin began writing an advice column. In the column, she answers etiquette questions contributed by her readers and writes short essays on problems of manners or clarifies the essential qualities of politeness. Mm. Politeness and understated. I want to. Uh, I don't want to say. I don't want to say value, but uh, a virtue. Mm, okay, think. you think yeah. so? Yeah. I well, have- there's a lot of people where just, you know, when I cut people off and get traffic, on your high horse, get up there. I'm a, I'm climbing up. Yeah. All right. When I cut people off in traffic, and I do. By God, I do. Mm. When I do, I give them the old fashioned wave. I give them the politeness okay. of like. Hey, I realized I was being a complete a-hole. Yeah. Just giving you the wave to let you know that I, I'm aware. I'm aware that I was just being a real dick dice to you right yeah. there. Okay. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> I, and manners, I, and but I terrible feel, manners. <laughs> but I feel like even that, that little little hinge of politeness. Does at least it does to me when somebody does the same thing to me and gives me the wave, it calms me down. It gives me like, all right, well they're yeah. aware of their horrendous Somet- action. Sometimes I do this back, give a little, I got you, a little salute. Yeah. Hey, oh, hey, no oh, problem. Okay. Okay. If I get cut off and they give me a little wave, I'm like, got it. Thank you for the wave. I thought for a second that you said if you cut cut them off, you give them the salute. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, that's even more. That's doubling down on the disrespect. <laughs> I'm like, I was in the service. <laughs> you should salute me for that hey, move that I just made. Hey, that's not bad. In fact, veterans out there, you guys are more than welcome to cut people off. Mm. Just give them the salute to let them know you're in the service, and I 100% will. It's kind of like in an airplane. When they let the vets on first? Yeah. Let's do that. Hey, look, and if you're not a vet, just salute people and tell people that you were. I don't know what Miss Manners says about that, but she's probably pro. Probably. she. I bet you Miss Manners has like a support the troops sticker on her <laughs> in her car, but like yes. cuts people off like crazy, you know? Whoa, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay, her columns have been collected in a number of books. In her writings, Martin refers to herself in the third person. For example, Miss Manners says, blah, 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 blah. How polite is that? I don't know. Seems like people that do that, not great. No, okay, no, real quick. So in her columns, though, not like, it doesn't say like in life. I don't know what she's like at a cocktail party. Martin identifies blatant greed as the most serious etiquette problem in the United States. The most frequently asked question she receives is how to politely demand cash from potential gift givers, which she answers by stating that there is no polite way to do this. 
And the second most common question is how much potential guests must spend on a gift determined by what the giver can afford, not by the event, relationship, related expenses, or other factors. I got no problem with greed. Okay. But I do agree with her about that. There is no right way to like ask for money. Like it's just a gross kind of thing. You know, then you just become a panhandler at that point. Well, this does remind me, Jason, that we gave you a card for your wedding, but I didn't want to put a check in because no one has a check. No one has a check? No one has a check anymore. We don't have checks. We got plenty of checks. Oh, like oh. meaning like you don't have... We I, don't have checks. No, no, we received write. a couple of checks. I of, thought you meant no of one... Of course, right, but we right. don't have them um, I don't have a check. my person. Don't ever. have a check. Yep, never. And I'm like, well, I could Venmo, but I figured ah, I'll just get another card and give them some cash at some point. Luckily, I got a year. <laughs> you got a year, baby. Which I didn't know. Okay. Oh, never mind. I gave you a gift. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. Did you lose that $1,000 of cash I put in the box? I, I did give... You know what? I feel like the receiving aspect of it, mm-hmm. I'm good with whatever way you want to give it to me. Yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because I got some Venmo. Yeah. And some people may probably be, like, embarrassed or ashamed to, like, do it through Venmo or something like that. But it's like... It's the easiest way. What do I, what do I care? It's the You're new get, checks. It's, like, I'm going to say no to a gift. Mm, yeah. Any gift is is fine. I'm not... Yeah. So I was just like, gift away, baby. Gift Start away. Venmoing on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, it'd be weird if, for instance, like, you know, at my wedding when we had, like, different placards of like this and that like if i had my venmo uh, oh yeah venmo, what's it called scan yeah yeah uh, the qr, QR code, code. <laughs> if i had my venmo qr code next to the, the gift, gift box, box that which, that's scummy even though it might be convenient same. for some people yeah the uh, that's like asking for it that's like that and that's a gross part the asking for it i think the reason it's gross is like we don't even need a card you just scan the QR code, send a note yeah, with send the Venmo. Note, yeah, send a little comment. Heart, <laughs> and guess what? I'm going to heart it. <laughs> I'm going to heart it right when you send it, because guess what? I love gifts. The heart is the version of the thank you card. It's my lo- Hey, if that's your love language, love away, baby. Okay, Gift giving is beast. So we are out of article for Ms. Manners here, Judith, and it doesn't have anything about her personal life. Mm. So, Jason, we could go to something random that's in your brain right now that maybe we already mentioned. Not a lot there, but you can try. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. Or, so here's some other links in this article. Pen name. Oh, pen name. Pen name is like... Your nom de plume. Stage name. Okay, right. Like a pseudonym? Yeah, I guess that'd be a pseudonym. We could go to manners, politeness. I mean, those are pretty broad. We could also go to a link that goes from refers to herself in the third person. So I assume that is about third person. Sure. I mean, Jason fucked with that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, speaking of cash and checks. Yeah. I believe Randy Moss famously said, when you're rich, you don't write checks. Straight cash, homie. And I think he sometimes spoke in third person. 
I think why athletes do it, or maybe some famous people do it, mm-hmm. is because they want to put their name out there a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like have somebody remember their name a little bit more. So if, Interesting. So if Jason started saying Jason. Jason Nunez. Uh, Jason Nunez yeah. a little bit more, and then people are going to recognize the Jason Nunez name, the Jason Nunez brand. <laughs> if Jason Nunez you just keep doing that, people are going to get stuck with the Jason Nunez in their head. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Kyle Verseth does not enjoy that. <laughs> Kyle Verseth doesn't enjoy listening to it. Kyle Verseth enjoys talking about Kyle Verseth. Jason Nunez does not agree. But do you see Jason Nunez's point? Kyle Verseth agrees to disagree. And Kyle Verseth sees Jason Nunez's... <laughs> sees your point. <laughs> oh, ah, second person. Yeah. He just second person to me. Yep. I mean, Kyle Brissett, second person, Jason Nunez. Exactly. Okay. Ass. We are on the article for third person, which is Iolism. Iolism? Is that I L L E I S M. Like I'm an Iolist? Like everything's I? Yeah. Everything's we and I? I. Not we. Not no we. we. No we. I. I. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, another. Uh, come on. Something else brings up. <laughs> In in the workplace, this is a workplace trick. Okay. Okay, that people use a lot where they say we when really it's meant me. You do it's like it, you need to do that, but we need to we lock ne- in on this shot location. Yeah, this, we need we need we need to figure this out. Yeah. When it's really like, I gotta figure it out. Yeah, now. Yeah. Great, thanks. If anybody else wants to jump in and do my job for me. Right. Right. Do Jason Nunez's Nunez's boy, I have trouble saying your name fast. Don't say it twice or you'll get spice. Ialism is the act of referring to oneself in the third person instead of first person. It is sometimes used in literature as a stylistic device. In real life usage, Ialism can reflect a number of different stylistic intentions or involuntary circumstances. The term Ialism comes from Latin, aisle, meaning he, that. So let's go to... An aisleist. Yeah, an aisleist. Mm. Not nihilist. Not nihilist, an aisleist. An aisleist believes in nothing. An aisleist believes in, in themselves. themselves. <laughs> yeah. In everyday speech. In different contexts, aisleism can be used to reinforce self-promotion. You're right, Jason. See? Jason Nunez knows what he's talking about. Jason Nunez knows what Jason Nunez speaks upon <laughs> as <laughs> i can tell guy that <laughs> is done with that jason nunez bit but guess what jason nunez is gonna keep on going and keep on rolling with that <laughs> you know it it gets less funny and then if you keep doing it it gets more funny if that's what coppersath thinks then you know jason nunez will keep on trying in different contexts idolism can be used to reinforce self-promotion as used to sometimes comic effect by Bob Dole throughout his political career. Quote, unquote, when the president is ready to deploy, Bob Dole is ready to lead the fight on the Senate floor. I guess that's Bob Dole speaking about the Strategic Defense Initiative at the NCPAC convention in 1987. Bob Dole will not be president. This was particularly made notable during the United States presidential election of 1996 and lampooned broadly in popular media for years afterwards. I do I do remember that. I'm, I'm, I'm getting flashbacks. Of SNL? Of SNL, exactly. Yeah. Yep. yep. 
On the other hand, third-person self-referral can be associated with self-deprecation, irony, and not taking oneself too seriously, as well as with eccentricity in general. Psychological studies show that thinking and speaking of oneself in the third person increases wisdom and has a positive effect on one's mental state. Jason Nunez knows all about that. Look at me. (laughs) Because an individual who does so is more intellectually humble. That does check out with you. Look, I'm just saying, if Jason Nunez does not think about Jason Nunez's cats dying, he's good to go. <laughs> the The reverse of that would be, and I don't know if it's reverse, but I'm just like, I try to do that to other people when they give me their name. I try to say back their name. That's what I was going to bring up. To try to remember their name better. Yeah. It's more for me. It's a selfish thing. It's more for me. Jason Nunez. But I, it's more for Jason Nunez. Yeah. But I can tell, or not tell, but just, I have to be aware of the fact that they also, I don't want them to think that I'm making fun of them or that I'm like doing it as a bit to be obnoxious. I don't. It's really more for me to like remember their name just to be it was a tom cruise thing that you know i want to be like tom cruise i was wearing my short what would tom cruise i'm already that (laughs) yeah so i got that covered scientologist i i got that covered too but anyways that's like a thing that i try to do where it's like oh yeah he's really good at knowing people's name and remembering people's name and that's just a good way to remember that name i was with someone recently that did what you're describing of saying my name a lot Saying Kyle Berseth a lot? Just Kyle. Oh, okay, okay. You know, Kyle? the thing, Kyle, is blah, blah, blah. Look, Kyle, the thing, I'm going to mansplain something to you, yeah. Kyle. And it does come off as like, this person is insincere and likes hearing themselves talk. Jason Nunez loves it. Okay, well, I'm just giving you fair warning, Jason. <laughs> Accordingly, in certain Eastern religions like Hinduism, Islamism is sometimes seen as a sign of enlightenment since Through it, an individual detaches their eternal self Mm. from their bodily form. Mm. In particular, Nana Yoga encourages its practitioners to refer to themselves in the third person. Jason Nunez likes the sound of that. I kind of like the sound of that, too. A number of celebrities, including Marilyn Monroe, Alice Cooper, and... Deanna Durbin referred to themselves in the third person to distance their public persona from their actual self. I like that as well. There you go. Mary J. Blige, in her song Family Affair, introduces herself in the third person. Love, love that song. Family Affair with um, Kendrick. No. I think so. Isn't it? No, I feel like Family Affair was from the late 90s. Let's see. I'm on Family Affair now. We moved okay. on. I could, be, I could be wrong. But I think she did sing it at the Super Bowl with Kendrick. And, no, you're wrong. Released okay. July 24th, 2001. Oh, then what am I thinking of that's with Kendrick? I don't know. Maybe we'll get to it, or maybe we'll end the episode and we'll never know. Oh, no. Family Affair is a song by American singer Mary J. Blige. The single topped the Billboard Hot 100 for six weeks, starting from November 3rd, 2001, becoming Blige's first and only Hot 100 number one single, as well as her first top 10 single. Really? Her only? I am shocked that... What a shame. She's a beast. 
I'm searching for. I'm surprised that didn't make the Billboard Hot 100 because that came out early. That didn't 90s. even make the Billboard Top 100. Topped. So I can imagine not top. being number one. I can I can see that not being know. number one. But she's she's made some hits though. She's made some classics. I can't believe Family Affairs is the only one. Number one's hard to be on. So what do you want to go to in Family Affair here, Jason? Or should we move on to something else? We can move on. Is there anything in that article? Dr. Dre created an initial version of the musical portion of Family Affair in studio on September 13th, 2000, using a bass player and a keyboard player. His studio engineers entitled this version of the song Fragile for record-keeping purposes. Mm. Near the end of 2000, he sent Blige the instrumental track. Several weeks later, on January 10th, 2001, a near-final but non-lyrical portion of Fragile was transferred from digital to analog, blah, 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 and it went big. A remix featuring rappers Jadakiss and Fabulous appears on the U.S. CD single. Oh, Fabulous. 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 Fabulous likes to (laughs) say his name. Fabulous here. (laughs) He does spell it with an O. Fabulous. So I would not be surprised if he does like to say it because that way people don't get confused. It's not fabulous. Right. It's not fabulous. Fabula. Fabulous. Yeah. I broke my fabula. We could go to fabulous. Okay. Let's do it. What's uh, his last hit? What's uh, fabulous's last hit? Do you remember? I only remembered the one hit and I can't even remember. The it. one it, with Chingy? It did not stick in my brain like Chingy. Yeah. Chingy's, man, I, I hope Chingy's doing well. I'm sure he's fine. Fabulous. John David Jackson, better known by his stage name Fabulous, is an American rapper. Raised in Brooklyn, he first gained recognition while still a senior in high school. That's That's tight. Nice feather in your cap. Talk about being fucking Mr. Cool. Yeah. Maybe you heard me on DJ Clue's radio show, then on Hot 97. Jackson subsequently signed to DJ Clue's Desert Storm imprint and later secured a distribution deal with major label Elektra. He gained prominence with his first release, Ghetto Fabulous, which spawned the hit singles Can't Deny It. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. I can't deny it. I'm a fucking rider. You don't want to fuck with me. But even bigger, in my mind, is Youngin' Holla Back. Holla Back, girl. I'm a hollaback no, girl. No, hollaback girl. <laughs> hollaback youngin. No, it's hollaback girl. No, it's hollaback youngin. His second release was 2003's Street Dreams, which was supported by two top 10 singles, Can't Let You Go, featuring Lil Mo, and Into You, featuring Tamaya or Ashanti. We're not they sure. Don't know. <laughs> Let's go to Into You. Into You is the third single from American rapper Fabulous's second studio album, Street Dreams, featuring either Ashanti or Tamaya. The song appears... Which is like urban myth. Like they can't we're gonna find track out. down who actually recorded it. The song appears on Tamaya's album, More. Into You originally featured Ashanti, but after Irv Gotti of Murder, Inc. Records uh, refused murder. to... Refused to let her film a music video to promote the single, Fabulous reached out to Tamaya to re-record a commercial version. Both the album and single versions received heavy radio play, resulting in all three artists being credited on the U.S. 
Billboard Hot 100. We're back to the Hot 100. There you go. So it sounds like Ashanti still got paid for it, but maybe wasn't on the actual recording. Didn't get the full, the 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 hats off. She got the credit. She got the pay. Right. She didn't get the the attention for it. Man, I still can't get over the fact that, like, imagine being a senior in high school. Yeah. And Why do you always say that? Because I took ESL for five years. <laughs> oh, okay. Is there anything else? I'm, I don't know. I'm lost when you say hike school. So I'm just trying to get clarification for myself and the listeners. I believe it's uh, in a, I think it's from Billy Madison. The little, the little chubby kid's like, uh, I want to go to hike school. And then I he grabs see. him and like shakes his face. And he's like, you stay. And as long as you can. Like, don't grow up kind of thing. It's a very funny scene. Do you know wow. uh, Adam Sandler? Yeah, I've heard something about him, but I haven't seen any of his film. Basketball? He likes basketball? Yeah, I heard that too, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, going back to that, like, imagine being a senior and you're, so, like, you hear, you're, you are on the radio. Like, I know right now radio doesn't mean anything, but back then, I mean. With DJ Clue, no less? DJ Clue? Clue, 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 Clue. Yeah. Were you good at the game Clue? I never understood the game. I wanted to play it and I had no one to play it with. I bought it. My I bought it and (laughs) trying to teach myself how to play. Couldn't wrap my head around playing that game. You were playing by yourself? Yeah. And maybe that's why it was very difficult. This is the saddest story of Jason Nunez yet. Jason Nunez doesn't like to talk about that that stage in his life. Jason Nunez tries tries to stay away from that dark moment when he bought Clue and tried to teach himself how to play Clue by himself. So I went to Clue. Monopoly was my game of choice, though. Mm. I had this. Okay, my aunt one time bought me this better be for Christmas. Good story. Like this limited edition monopoly like in a tin in the giant square tin can mm-hmm. with like metal the the little object the little things were metal everything was metal everything was like quality yeah okay and it and, and i just love that aspect of like it had a place for everything for the cash ah. for the houses for the apartments like for with the like a neoprene cut out the hotel motel holiday, holiday inn, inn. And twins. You said it was a limited edition Monopoly game. Mm-hmm. Mass produced, but yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> something that yeah. I feel like people throw around limited edition too much because at Costco all the time, I buy my strawberries there. Limited edition. And they say limited edition. I'm like, nothing at Costco is limited edition. You're literally selling things in bulk. From that batch. Limited edition from that batch. Yeah, I guess so. I I don't know what makes it a limited edition, but not much. So I went to limited edition, but it took me to special edition. I want to know where'd this come from? Yeah, which what what holds more weight, the limited or the special? Well, let me throw another one in your The terms special edition, limited edition and variants such as deluxe edition or collector's edition are used as a marketing incentive for various kinds of products, originally published products related to the arts, such as books, prints, recorded music and films and video games, but now including clothing, cars, fine wine and whiskey, 
among other products such as strawberries. So do you like deluxe? Collectors? What do you like? Limited? Special? I think what you want is the first edition. Mm. That's what holds the real weight. Everything else after that is bullshit. Just a marketing technique. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 First edition. A special edition implies that there is extra material of some kind included. The term is frequently used on DVD film releases, which every DVD, if you're putting out DVDs now, every DVD should be a limited special edition. All right. So <laughs> that is the episode. What did we learn today, Jason? Um, I learned about that devil lady. Uh, what's her name? Miss Manners. Miss Manners. Jason to, Nunez learned about Miss Manners. Jason Nunez Jeez. learned about Miss Manners and how she likes to toss out, you know, judgments on people. Yeah, gift giving. Gift giving judgments. Sounds like she was a little triggered by gift giving. And then we learned that fa- fabulous, fabulous was was on the charts. Well, made on the charts, but he was on the radio when In he was high a school. senior. High school. How sick is that? Jason Nunez likes that. Okay, and speaking of which, like and subscribe our videos. You can follow us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, at Wiki University. We are going back to MySpace, too. Oh, man, cannot get enough of us on MySpace. And that is the episode. That's it. School is adjourned.